welcome to the Muharram 2019 podcast series from Islamic Education of the World Federation. This is the 10th of 10 podcasts in our Muharram campaign under the theme of Become Husseini. As Muslims who follow the balanced teachings of Islam as carried by the Ahlul Bayt peace be upon them, we do not use morally wrong actions to achieve morally right outcomes. Our acts must be in line with our teachings. Following in this Quranic ethos, we derive inspiration from the movement of Imam Hussein and his stance on the day of Ashura. How can we ensure that we are principled, ethical, and upright believers while living in a sea of falsehood, corruption, and dishonesty? ادفع بالتي هي احسن فاذا الذي بينك وبينه عداوه كانه ولي حميم good and evil conduct are not equal repel evil with what is best if you do so behold he between whom and you was enmity will be as though he were a sympathetic friend There is a famous quote which states the end justifies the means meaning that morally wrong actions are sometimes necessary to achieve morally right outcomes and that actions can only be considered morally right or wrong by virtue of the outcome however in the mechanics of Islam as embodied in the clear teachings of the Quran and the life of Prophet Muhammad praise of Allah be upon him and his family and the Ahlul Bayt peace be upon them all This is a foreign concept. The means towards the end must be ethical and moral. Otherwise, there is no purpose in seeking the ends. When we study the lives of the prophets mentioned in the Quran, including Prophet Muhammad, praise of Allah be upon him and his family, and the methodology of Imam Ali, peace be upon him, and Imam Hussein, peace be upon him, we see that they never resorted to breaking the laws of Allah to reach the goal, no matter how noble it was. Consider the statement of the commander of the faithful Ali peace be upon him in regards to Muawiyah when he had the opportunity to stoop to the level of Abu Sufyan by Allah Muawiyah is not more cunning than I am but he deceives and commits evil deeds had it not been for the reprehensibility of deceit I would have been the most cunning of all men but the fact is that every deceit is a sin and every sin is disobedience of Allah and every deceitful person will have a banner by which he will be recognized on the day of judgment by Allah i cannot be made forgetful by strategy nor can i be overpowered by hardships this example as well as many others throughout history including the actions of imam hussein peace be upon him clearly show us that we must be principled people standing firm on our values Even if we are going to lose the battle we can never forego the moral high ground as eventually we will win the war in another saying the commander of the faithful imam ali peace be upon him shows us that victory through sinning is no victory at all he whom sin overpowers him is not virtuous and he who secures victory by evil is in fact defeated thus Victory must come with morality and anything less than this is utter defeat and subjugation. Focusing on Imam Hussein peace be upon him 
as the leader of the caravan of dignity, we see that every calculated step he took was founded on the life pattern of his grandfather and father, just as he said when he started his movement. Surely I did not come out in this movement to create sedition, nor for amusement, nor for corruption, nor for oppression. Indisputably, the only reason I have come out and taken this stand is to seek reform in the nation of my grandfather. I only intend to command to that which is right and prevent that which is evil. And in doing so, I follow in the path of my grandfather and my father. In reality, this points to the highest level of morality and ethics, akhlaq, which Abba Abdullah, peace be upon him, was espousing. These are traits which every divinely sent man and woman has shown on the spiritual path towards Allah, that while tra traversing this road and guiding others to the ultimate goal, it must be done in the ways which Allah is pleased with. The goal of the movement of Ashura was to elevate the name of Allah, to solidify the teachings of Tawheed and to remove all traces of polytheism, shirk, hypocrisy and egotism. And when seeking the ends, Allah, we must make sure that the means are all noble and divinely sanctioned. Had the Imam, peace be upon him, used nefarious means to reach his goal, that is the lesson which humanity would have taken from his supreme movement, they would have learned that when faced with challenges, we too can use whatever means we wish to reach the goal, no matter if it means breaking the laws of society or of Allah, because they would argue, our leader did so. We must realize that this discussion does not only relate to using impermissible means, rather, we must also realize that the prophets and imams did not even tap into the unseen for their own personal gain and only made use of this realm of knowledge with the permission of Allah. The reason for this is simple. The ends do not justify the means. Yes, the Prophet praise of Allah, peace be upon him and his family, could have gained military victory in every battle. Imam Ali, peace be upon him, could have destroyed all of his enemies and taken the Caliphate from day one. Imam Hussein, peace be upon him, could have saved the lives of his family, friends and himself through the unseen world, whether it be knowledge to use in the battle or the help of the unseen forces. But what lesson would that teach you and I? We do not have such access and so in most instances, they follow the natural course and by them doing the best that they can do morally and ethically, this teaches us how to act in our lives. We live in an era in which the goal is all that matters. Many times, working in the corporate sector, we are told that we must do whatever is needed to knock the competition off of top spot. Companies spend billions in marketing and product promotion and ultimately they are all living up to the Machiavelli motive of the end justifies the means. They create commercials and advertisements, all falsely promoting one product over another, offering unheard of and impossible results. If we, as sincere Muslims, seeking to emulate Prophet Muhammad and his noble family, peace be upon them all, are working in this system, we too may be forced to concede and do this just to move ahead on the corporate ladder or for our product to make top spot and for our business to be in the Fortune 500. But as we said, the ends 
does not justify the means in Islam. We must realize that in order to reach the truth Al-Haqq, we can only make use of the truth Al-Haqq, and this must be in all aspects of our lives, at work, school, in our personal lives, everywhere. One of the clear indicators of this lies in the Quran. Invite to the way of your Lord with wisdom and good advice and dispute with them in a manner that is best. Indeed, your Lord knows who best those who stray from his way and he knows best those who are guided. If when it comes to guiding others to the illuminating path of Islam, Allah orders us to use wisdom and good advice, we see that there is no room for lies or misleading statements about Islam to entice people to come and listen to us and our religion. If this can be said for teaching and educating others about the Quran in Islam, what about all other aspects of this beautiful religion which were preserved by Abu Abdullah Hussein? Peace be upon him and his family and friends on the plains of Karbala in the year 61 AH. We must realize that Karbala and the tragic saga of Ashura is more than a historical event. It is a global university teaching us that number one, we must never put ourselves under the subjugation of others. Number two, we must always uphold our prayers, Salat regardless of the situation we find ourselves in. Number three, we must develop the trait of patience and fortitude, sabr. Number four, we must have the right intention and preserve in doing good. Number five, we need to always be thinking about others, even over ourselves. Number six, we need to ensure that we have the right knowledge of the Imam of our time. May Allah hasten his return. Number seven, we must realize that it is never too late to change our lives around and we can always turn back to Allah. Number eight, we must develop our certainty to such a level that we worship Allah as if we see him, knowing that if we don't see him, he can surely see us. Number nine, and last but not least, in the University of Karbala, we must always keep in the forefront of our mind that the ends never justifies the means. We must be moral actors, even in an unmoral world. Through doing all of this, we will be on our way to becoming Husseini and hopefully being able to have the intercession of Abba Abdullah al-Hussein, peace be upon him, in the world to come. But there's more to just a tear. A tear needs to mean something. Crocodiles cry, but when it comes to mealtime, it doesn't mean nothing. 
This tear is worth so much that it's measured by a fly's wing that if we don't pray, we don't receive intercession, i.e. it isn't worth anything. If we spend 10 days making a majlis but can't spend 10 minutes praying, then there's clearly something wrong with the love that we claim to have that's really worth investigating. If we use the hands that we use to lament Hussein to beat our kids or beat women, then how ignorant are we of Hussein's uprising? The same hands Abbas lost when sacrificing all that he had for those women and children who from thirst were dying. If we oppress others, no matter how small that oppression seems to be, be it mocking or bullying, harassing or belittling, then whose side are we sitting on? Hussein's or Yazid's? <laughs> Ya Mawlana, 